and that's funny because I actually had a, a one, you know, uh, I think she, yeah, she was just white. I don't know what she was. She wasn't Muslim. And she was almost offended by that. You know, she was like, you know, why is it that I told her I make Muslim films for Muslims? And she was like, why do you do that? You know, don't you feel like we're being left out? And I was like, don't you realize this how we feel every single day? You know, poor, I've never seen. Person, yeah, I've never feel. walked into a cinema and been like, oh, yeah, this yeah. perfectly defines me and my existence. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. how it is to be a minority is that you're constantly mm. on the outside. Uh, I thought, why don't we reverse that? Why don't we turn mm. the other world, <laughs> the non-Muslim world into the background? Yeah. Right. The inside world, the, the thing that is in focus really is our Islamic mm. identity. Yeah. <laughs> Like most Muslim youth, I knew Islam was the truth, but never took time to study my own deen. I mean, I tried many times to open my eyes, but the style kept putting me to sleep. One day I heard a brother say he was going to a class round the way, so I decided I would make my way and see what they had to say. And I must say, it was like nothing that I had ever seen. So many young people all in love with their dean. For once I felt community, so much unity was new to me. The instructors reached out to me and taught me Islam beautifully. They made the gray clear and were experts in their fields, professional and exceptional, like the answer to my prayers. I never wanted the weekend to end, so many gems and new friends and now I recommend that everybody should attend city to city the impact is pretty amazing inspiring an entire nation Al Maghrib Institute not your typical college or school but a chance to change your life now what's your excuse Assalamu alaikum and welcome to today's Islam 21c unscripted podcast uh, after a long hiatus and being a bit of a diva alhamdulillah uh, my co-host is back Omar Suleiman Assalamualaikum Omar. Assalamualaikum. Where the heck have you been? <laughs> Only busy living life yeah. and uh, doing some work and got a couple of exciting Masana. projects that are in the pipeline, inshallah. Yeah. So yeah. that is the reason. It's been a noble reason. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. It's not because his uh, demands were too high that we couldn't... Uh, now that we've we agreed the budget, it's okay. I'm back. Yeah. <laughs> Where's his mocha latte? Um, we agreed not, not, no more like, famous people. Like, mocha latte, yeah. bro. <laughs> we have to run across. Good. Buna Muhammad, yeah, mashallah. Um, uh, Americano, the black Americano. Americano. <laughs> <I thought, laughs> Canadiano. I thought you were Canadian, yeah. Same thing. So you guys, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah well, true. yeah, pretty much. Tim Hortons, Tim Hortons, bro. Tim Hortons. Except we are still connected to the Queen somehow. <laughs> Even more so now, oh, yeah. potentially. We're, we're taking on your drama. There yeah. you go. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, looking yeah. after Sentinel. You know, you know when you have family in it and like the mother and father want to teach the kids a lesson and then they send them somewhere <laughs> but they still care for them so they don't want to send them too far they send they them back home so yeah, we're, exactly. we're, we're the back home <laughs> yeah, that's it yeah, yeah. <laughs> so look after Harry and Meghan for us I'll, yeah. I'll, do, I'll do my personal best inshallah Harry's a nice guy man yeah yeah, yeah well yeah, I haven't met him yeah. personally but I'm, yeah, I'll take you your will. word for it yeah. I'll tell him to get in touch please inshallah. yes give my whatsapp yeah. that's cool yeah. 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 Alhamdulillah. what's your number? I'll tell you after right so Buddha Muhammad mashallah he's been in the game for a while uh, we're at a an Al Maghrib Ilm Fest event, and you're hosting yep. the show. Um, tell us about yourself. Not that you know nobody knows you, but how would you like to describe yourself? Because um, you've been doing spoken word, you've been doing films now. Yeah, yeah. How well, I think I'm a, I'm a storyteller. Um, okay. I think that'd be the kind of broad definition. I think, especially in the Islamic concept uh, in the in the Islamic context, um, oftentimes we don't realize how embedded story is in our faith. Mm. Uh, one third of the Quran is dedicated to stories. Allah Azza wa Jal relates stories to us constantly and constantly. I was just listening to a beautiful mm. lecture by Sheikh Walid Basuni breaking down Surah to Yusuf and all the points Shalom. we can learn from mm. it. And oftentimes, when I think of even something like Surah to Yusuf, to me, it's like the best movie ever. Yeah. Like it has all the makings of a crazy, epic journey. Yeah. You know, so I've always been fascinated with stories since I was very young, um, and poetry has been my my outlet naturally mm. uh, as I was a young person, but. Gradually growing up and, and getting the experience that I got through attending media school um, mm -hmm. and always having a fascination of, of television, of movie, of film, I never really saw myself represented in the media that we watch. Yeah. And that's um, across the board. I'm sure it's the same thing here. You know, how often have you seen a character that looked like you, that came from the same background as you, that wasn't, uh, you know, some type of uh, joke or, or caricature, right? Usually the bad guy. Usually the bad guy. <laughs> usually, uh, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember watching a, sniffling uh, character. Watching a yeah. few films that I, uh, showing my kids some films that I used to watch when I was a kid, like mm. back in the 90s or something. Aladdin? No, you no, look no, like, like you could have uh, been in a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the genie. <laughs> <laughs> of the, uh, the two, yeah. 
Like, you know, like simple, uh, benign kind of films sure, where yeah. it's, uh, there's no kind of, uh, you know, uh, overt racism or anything in it. And then I realized, wait a second, all the goodies are white. And like, they went out of the way to find a dark skinned buddy. Yeah. <laughs> or I the school bully or yeah, whatever. There's, there's so many subliminal levels yeah. to it. Like, uh, the fact that we don't see any positive representation is one. Yeah. But secondary, I think, you know, as a culture that has story embedded within it, mm. why aren't we telling our own stories? You know, the famous saying goes that if you're not at the table, you are on the menu. Yeah. Yeah. If we are not telling our story, yeah. best believe somebody is willing to do it for us. Yeah. And that's yeah. the, the, the track record we've seen in Hollywood. Right? Yeah. And, and yeah. is that a responsibility of, I guess, in the West where mainly it's been kind of immigrant communities versus, is, or is there more of a responsibility on the Muslim world to produce good quality international you know um standard um media for us to consume well i think it's a bit of both i mean i think the fact that we live in the west you know uh, we have to be cognizant of the fact that it is a different culture yeah you know i don't think a movie in kuwait or something mm -hmm. based in kuwait is going to have as much to do with us um the nuances of our language of our culture um i think that is uniquely mm -hmm. us that's uniquely british and muslim that's uniquely canadian and muslim yeah. and i think that oftentimes those nuances get lost in the wider scope of just you know muslim movies or muslim fil uh, films or tv shows that sometimes you do see produced in the muslim world um and it's odd because i think if you look at the track record i mean you look at india you look at bollywood you know how many people yeah. actually in <coughs> bollywood are muslim tons yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah uh and nollywood right now as well this is a big you know industry in nigeria they're popping up films it seems like every 15 minutes right mm. uh, a good chunk of them are muslim right yeah um so it's it is happening in a weird kind of microcosm on that side mm. of the world i think ironically enough it hasn't really translated here we don't really have any media that represents us yeah. i think it's part of it is because i mean i like to i'd like there to be uh, you know more and more people muslim people in the arts and you know film and, and that kind of cinema even but it i find it a bit cringeworthy when um everything that we do has to be overtly about us being Muslim or the Muslimness aspect, right? Mm -hmm. Similar to like comedians, right? You know, when if they're like a you know an ethnic minority and all their jokes are just about that, yeah. it's kind of gets uh, kind of tiring a bit. But yeah. if they if they just do things that they regard as normal without going out of their way to highlight their kind of uh, their, their their otherness, Islam, right? Their other yeah. yeah, not in, in like a like an evil way, like hide no. your Islam or anything, but mm. just be normal how you sure. You but are we are we actually? at ease with our identity in the West and Muslims here. Because I was talking about it because our fix seems to still be evolving. Our cultural baggage, and I mean that, look, I come from the Indian subcontinent. How much of my deen was brought up, wrapped up in being from Pakistan? Sure. Uh, trying to untangle that still. Uh, we're told that we're British citizens, but the reality is that we don't feel it. Mm -hmm. You know, we say it. This is what everyone says, but they know, actually, um, voting has shown that and the way we're perceived in the media. So mm. all of this we're kind of contending with. But at the same time, we're told that when you are in a position, be yourself. Mm -hmm. Are we at the position where we know what ourselves is or mm. who we are at the moment? Yeah. Do you have the same angst in I Canada? Mean, you know, I think it's interesting um, because I, as much as I do like the theory of... Um, and I think it's shown like any community that presents itself as quote unquote normal or shows the other side of them, you know, the wider society is more willing to accept them and learn more about them. You know, I don't have to say in specific communities, yeah. but, you know, that's a trend we see in media. One thing that I've struggled with, and this is me being completely honest, is that I think there are so many specific nuances of being a Muslim that once you play the part i try and create media from a muslim perspective mm. which is very different <clears throat> it's hard to appease the masses when you are based upon islamic values yeah this is the thing things that i've mm. struggled with right i don't know how to do something mainstream but yet authentic to islam it's a very very challenging it's balance tough, I, I personally tough, don't know how to do it so i've actually taken the route of saying that look we are not a minority we're like one fourth of the world's population. You know, in fact, mm. we are a majority in many parts of the world. Why is it so difficult for us to then claim that and be proud of that and not hide or shy away? Or And this is what happens, I think, with a lot of Muslim artists is that we do have the mainstream in mind. We have white people yeah. in mind. You know, we mm. try and create art that is palatable to the mainstream audience. Um, I haven't found that to be as 
rewarding. You know, I mm. think I'd rather focus on the Muslim niche market, yeah. which is telling stories that, you know, I don't always have to translate every single word. I don't have to yeah. say, inshallah, God willing. Yeah. You know, that, that's what you got to do in, 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 in yeah, you yeah. Know, mainstream cinema so that everyone feels a part of it. For me, it's like, yo, this is where you're at. This is where we start from. The starting mm. point is Islam. No right? subtitles. No subtitles. Uh, <laughs> the context, culture, a lot of things I don't even explain to you because yeah. I just assume you come in knowing that. And that's funny because I actually had a, a one, you know, uh, I think she, yeah, she was just white. I don't know what she was. She wasn't Muslim. And she was almost offended by that. You know, she was like, you know, why is it that I told her I make Muslim films for Muslims? And she was like, why do you do that? You know, don't you feel like we're being left out? And I was like, don't you realize this how we feel every single day? You know, I've never seen. Yeah, I've never walked into a cinema and been like, oh, yeah, this perfectly defines me and my existence. Right. That's how it is to be a minority is that you're constantly Mm. on the outside. Uh, I thought, why don't we reverse that? Why don't we turn the other world, the non-Muslim world, into the background, yeah. right? The inside world, the the thing that is in focus, really, is our Islamic mm. identity. Yeah. Just a question: Are you were you born into a Muslim family, raised as a Muslim? Oh, brother, or I'm from Ethiopia. This is where Hijrah. This yeah. is the Prophet Sallam sent his family. We were we were Muslim before that. Yeah. Some of the Arabs, even <laughs> yeah. right. We are a very proud people. Subhanallah. Even my yeah. ethnic group, we are Oromo. Um, yeah. This is a little bit of controversy. Some Somalis might disagree, but we claim. As the ancestry of Bilal. Okay. So Bilal, uh, his father. Wait, wait, is which Bilal? Bilal ibn Rabah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Is there Bilal in, in uh, <laughs> Middlesbrough? I should yeah. be worried about. <laughs> okay. So Bilal ibn Rabah uh, was his name, radiallahu anhu. Roba in my language is a name. Okay. Roba means rain. It's like, but it's a popular boy's name, right? So that's one of the dalil they use to say, look, his father's name was actually an Oromo mm. name. Like, this is my tribe yeah, in yeah. Ethiopia. Wow. And it's a common name to this day. So mm-hmm. that's our claim. To some Somalis, <coughs> just, everyone from East Africa disagrees, by the yeah. way. They say, oh, he's from our tribe or whatever. But So you were raised uh, like uh, as a practicing Muslim? or I was or raised as a Muslim practicing is, uh, yeah. you know, that's a bit, sketch, a bit okay. sketchy sometimes. But yeah, yeah. Um, I was raised like many Muslims are, you know, with a kind of a cultural understanding mm. of Islam. I went to Madrasa when I was young. Um, I didn't learn a mm. thing. You know, I was just literally there to make trouble, <laughs> like yeah, led, yeah. many kids are. Got some beats. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, they come with you. Come with yeah. the stick, right? That's the worst <laughs> when your parents bring you the, bring the stick with you to give to yeah. your teacher. Um, and it was just you know the reality of, of pre nine eleven North America yeah. was that Islam wasn't really well known. We didn't have much access. I'm sure it was same here. Mm. We don't have much access to knowledge actually in, in yeah. the English language. And uh, after nine eleven is really when I think I had an Islamic awakening. When all the good books got translated. <laughs> well, I mean, for better or for worse, there was just an Islamic yeah, awakening. Yeah, Everybody yeah, just yeah. decided like, yo, we should really, you know, I remember having kids in my school uh, ask me, oh, you know, do you know in the Quran it says that, you know, you have to uh, do this and that to non-Muslims and you, you can't do this. And I was like, for real? Does it say that? <laughs> I never read the Quran. Right? Yeah, I never read yeah, it in English, yeah. at least. I, I was reading in Arabic. I didn't know what it meant. Um, and I think after that point, I was actually in, in high school. It was my first year of high school, um, grade nine. Yeah. I don't know what you guys call it here. Year nine, I assume. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that was... 9-11 was a f- my first day of, of high school. Wow. And automatically, just the world had changed. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a big, big change in the world. And, and it was from that point onwards, I started kind of the, the tinkerings of Islamic awakening had begun. It wasn't until yeah. I'd gone, gone to university. Uh, and I had attended one of the best media schools in Canada. And mind you, this media school accepts 300 students every single year. Thousands mm-hmm. of uh, students apply. Only 300 get in. In my entire school, and my graduating class, there were about probably like two and a half Muslims, Not like, like half. I don't know. One guy was a bit shady. I, would, I don't know. I would question is Islam. But uh, that goes to show yeah, you yeah, the he, emphasis he we place gelatin. in media. Yeah, that's right. He was eating gelatin at the, <laughs> at the graduation <laughs> ceremony. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't know. But that goes to show you the importance of telling our own story. It never existed. Yeah. Muslims never saw, I mean, as immigrant communities, our first things are, you know, tell our kids to go into, become doctors, go to engineering, you know, IT. This is kind of our Did business. Did you find that you had a kind of a bubble in which you, you acted out your Muslimness and then a bubble for everything else? Or Were you first seen, actually, before mm-hmm. that question that comes before that, were you first seen as Muslim or being black? Oh, I was always seen as black. Black, right. I can't hide. Muslim, I can hide. Yeah. You know? Okay. <laughs> uh, black is something that I think definitely being African, being black, has shaped my worldview. It's mm. it's something that I've li- I've been black for a very long time. You know? Okay. <laughs> How long? <laughs> yeah. Like from the day I was born, I haven't been any. Funny lighter, enough, right? Yeah. Um, and I think actually being African and Muslim is a, again a very unique mm. paradigm. Yeah, uh, agree. Because it's something that. Um, a lot of people sometimes don't accept your Islam off the bat. They look at you and they'd be like, oh, you're really... Like, I remember when I started practicing Islam, people knew me before that as not really practicing. And then when I started getting more religious, they'd be like, oh, 
I didn't even know or realize, even mm. though my last name is Muhammad, mind you, yeah, right? But it was just mm. like given, like you're one of them too. I didn't, yeah. you know, I didn't imagine that. That's interesting because um, I mean, Islam in the. Uh, I assume that you 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 had some of the relics in your where you grew up of the, the American experience of of uh, black Muslims, right? So you 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 had that kind of cultural um, icon that, that those icons and that vocabulary that you could kind of borrow from in Canada. Yeah, right? and, I think and, actually and a lot of it comes from hip hop. Yeah, yeah oddly so enough, that kind of counterculture, the the Muslimness is is easy to kind of. Um, uh, piggyback along that I think that yes and no uh, Canada is unique in the sense that we don't really have African Americans right mm. like African Americans yeah. are relegated to basically America we obviously have a history of slavery in, yeah. in Canada but uh, for whatever reason there isn't as much or as large as an African Canadian population that you would say is indigenous to mm. Canada yeah. Um, but did you look up in to US. in terms of media wise? Did you look up to who did you look up to like American Muslims? Yeah, no, it was there were yeah, there were no there were no American Muslims that I, I even saw. Right, yeah. Um, yeah. it was mainly black people. That was what I mm. saw. And and again, uh, if you look in the history of hip hop. Um, there's a lot of Muslim culture mm. embedded within the culture. You have to think of even the nation of Islam and the yep. immense role they played. Malcolm X obviously, you know, paved the way as well. And a lot of that culture trickled down. Mm. So it was normal to hear, um, you know, people like Rakim, you know, a yep. famous rapper back in the day, you know, and uh, their references to Islam. Obviously, they have their own yeah. skewed versions of Islam. You know, it's not authentic kind of Islam that we practice today. But um, there were parts of it that were there. But there's still mm -hmm. a, a reference point. Yeah, yeah. Just like now, I say this often, is that when you're a Muslim and you see somebody who's got a Muslim name in any significant position, sure. you will, you've you built some sort of affinity with <laughs> Your them. Your ears perk up. You're like, oh. Exactly. Yeah. Even, even uh, in basketball, even, for example. Uh, like just subconsciously. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. 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 um, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm interested in. Um, like, uh, people like. Uh, of course, yeah, yeah. You know, you're like. People like uh, Professor Sherman Jackson, he writes a lot about the, the black American Muslim movement mm -hmm. right? and how it became uh, like a cultural phenomenon, you know, that, that Muslimness and blackness. So, I mean, one person said that Allah saved or preserved Islam in the United States, at least, through black people. Oh, yeah. I that was like, uh, you know, it became <laughs> a cultural thing. People uh, as communities came to Islam, yeah. you know, and, and, and understood their roots because a lot of them were... Before slavery, they came from Muslim societies anyway. Right. Uh, well, again, so being mm. East African, we have yeah. a long legacy and history of Islam. Yeah. So when we, in our little pockets and bubbles that we live, it's mm. like, you know, that's the, the asl is Islam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's no yeah. rediscovery or anything. Yeah. I think there's a big cultural gap between ourselves and our cultures because my family mm. came to Canada as, as refugees. Yeah. Right. They were fleeing war. So the idea of preserving Islam wasn't on the tip of their tongues. It wasn't the number one thing they thought about. It was literally survival. Mm. So um, because they were in that state, once we were born and, and you know, coming of age, the Islam, again, they weren't necessarily thinking about it or focused on it. Yeah. It was something that it was... Took it for granted. You now. took it for yeah. granted. Yeah. We, were, we were all Muslim. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially Ethiopia, because yeah. it's quite interesting. We don't often have, or we haven't had an Ethiopian guest before from mm -hmm. that, the, with the heritage, but Ethiopia's position from an Islamic world view right especially end of days etc and historically yeah it's very significant compared to other countries it is and and mm. is this ever talked about even if you look at be the beginning of the end of the days or when uh the the kaaba when it will come yeah, to get yeah. its destruction it will come from ethiopia don't blame me for that by oh, the way <laughs> I, I, I don't know to do with that i'm with you guys here yeah, that's it, alhamdulillah. Yeah. Say but, inshallah. It's, inshallah. <laughs> but it's very significant as in specifically sure. that region why it's yeah. posed that and even from before from abraha etc so this is long line connecting or giving significance to Ethiopia. Yeah. That's not yeah. really talked about. It isn't. And you know, actually where my family is from, where my father's from, is a city called Harar in Harar. Ethiopia. Okay. And it's the fourth Islamic capital in the world. Mm. People don't know that. It comes wow. right after Jerusalem. It's Mecca, Medina, Jerusalem, Harar. Harar. Harar is a city that within a small radius, there is a masjid for every three families. You know, can you imagine that there is a masjid, a masallah, mm. you say a masjid like the size of this room. I mean, the people watching yeah. can't see this, but... Yeah. Um, you would share a masjid with maybe four neighbors, every wow. household. That's how mm. condensed it is with, with Islam. Mashallah. And um, this is a place where, you know, the Prophet ﷺ obviously sent his family for hijrah. We know mm. this is well documented. But it's also the place where, um, you know, Islam has flourished for many, many years. And there have been many scholars and ulama. And it's a place that um, mm. even to this day, you know, still produces hufad and, and a lot yeah. of that. But again, sometimes that history mm. is sometimes overlooked. But uh, I agree. Yeah, East Africa in general. I mean, you look at Somalia. Somalia is the only country that I'm aware of that's like 98% Sunni Muslim, right? 
Um, wow. There aren't even any other groups of Muslims in Ethiopia. I mean, in Somalia, right? Mm. And you look at places like Kenya, and sometimes people forget how deep Islam is in yeah. Africa. It's, yeah. it's in the majority. It's the majority religion in the entire, mm. entire oh. continent. Salam, guys. Sorry to butt in, eh? But if you're enjoying this podcast, please head over to islamtunnelc.com forward slash donate to help us make more. And if you're not enjoying it, head over anyway and help us make better ones. And what's the relationship like of the Muslims within uh, Ethiopia? Because there's a huge, um, I guess, a Christian community, yeah. and even a Jewish community, isn't it? There is, yeah. So oddly enough, we have those three major religions uh, within mm. that one nation. The Jews actually were mainly taken out um, and brought to Israel. Um, in, in the Palestinian region, really. Mm. Um, so there's not really as many Jews, but my parents grew up with Christians mm. it, because it's actually a beautiful example of how people can live harmoniously. Yeah. We never had any issues with Christians. You mm. know, your neighbors would be Christian. Yeah. Um, you would feel like you were, you know, still related. And, and, you know, it was actually, my parents always talked about it in a very positive light. Yeah. They never really had that tension that you see today Something that you exists. Can, uh, they can learn from in the Western you world. You can. <laughs> people sometimes don't think, like, uh, how can these cultures yeah. live together? And it uh, happens all the time, like in places mm. like Africa and a lot of different regions where you know Christians and Muslims live together harmoniously no issues whatsoever yeah. I mean of course there will be certain issues but those issues mainly actually come yeah. along tribal and ra uh, tribal mm. lines yeah. and ethnic lines or if someone's just an annoying neighbor that's <laughs> definitely a cause Eri for Eritrea the issue with yeah. Eritrea for example so Eri yeah Eritrea example mm. the er people who left or fought for their independence from Ethiopia my wife is Eritrean actually as well sure. um, they were Muslim and Christian you know, yeah. those people who fought against the Ethiopian regime, they were Muslim and Christian. And now mm. Ethiopia, I mean, Eritrea today is a Muslim and Christian dominated country. Yeah. yeah. So those issues and a lot of that has to do with colonialization. A lot of that has to do mm. with how the colonies were divided, uh, the way in which they carved up Africa. Yeah. You know, yeah. certain groups were given certain setting, powers. Setting up a hierarchy. Within setting the, up hierarchies. Yeah. Um, this is a long, That's very what discussion. kind of <laughs> precipitated the Rwandan genocide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. You setting up parameters for, um, you know, mm. who is in charge of the nation after mm. the the empire leaves, right? Yeah. And so, you know, yeah. we blame white people continue. pretty much for all of Africa. Yeah. <laughs> How to continue the the, the yeah. legacy of colonialism? Yeah, informal yeah. Uh, colonialism, not from yeah. afar, kind of. Yeah. Do you do you tackle this in coming back to your media kind of work? Do you tackle? Any of these topics? Oh, definitely not. No, I have nothing to do with that. No. <laughs> this is just kind of my background. I mean, for me, I, I'm a Canadian Muslim. Yeah. I heard yeah. one of your uh, spoken word pieces. What do you call them? Poems? Spoken, raps? I mean, yeah, whatever, you, whatever yeah. you feel comfortable with, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. It's oh, music, mashallah. Yeah. <laughs> that harami thing you do, yeah. brother. That's, that's, that's banging track. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was about uh, your experience of racism amongst Muslims, for example. Yeah, yeah. That's, that was a deep one. Tell us about that. I mean, it's something yeah. that I think is, it's an unspoken known. Or just not like, maybe like a microaggression, microaggressions, you know, people don't realize that when they, when they. There's when some macroaggressions as well. There's some, <laughs> some really? straight up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. live next to, I've said this in another, another podcast yeah. before. I've, I, I live uh, next to a predominantly, yeah. uh, we would call you guys Daisy, by the way. We wouldn't Desi. call you Asian. Yeah. In North America, Asian is like proper Chinese. Yeah. Like you're yeah. not Asian. Definitely right? not, especially with this virus. Exactly. Going on. You want to <laughs> take that, you want to take that Asian card back right away yeah, for your own health. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I live next to a predominantly like Indo-Pak kind of masjid. There you go. There you go. Okay, good. good to know you have that. I'll make yeah. a good joke in the future. Um, Tell me first. So I can put okay. it. Give me a heads up. So I live next to a predominantly Indo-Pak masjid. And um, I pray in that masjid every day, all my salah. Yeah. And like nobody says salam to me. Really? I just walk in. Yeah. I pray. I leave. I'm invisible. Do they say salam to each other? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. say salam to each other. Nobody says salam to me either. <laughs> well, you kind of look They're a little black, little <laughs> You got a little black thing going on. You look a little light-skinned. Yeah, one sixty-fourth black. There yeah. you go. Right? And it, it's, it seems kind of minute. Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem like a big issue, but... Maybe to be you need invisible, to learn how to say to, it. To be invisible in, in, in spite religious of your profile. spaces. In spite of... Yeah, yeah. I'm a big deal. Mind you. Sure. Like, no, in my community. I, yeah, I don't... Yeah, so, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean that. Seriously, people obviously yeah, know you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in my particular local masjid, they may not all know me, right? I don't really yeah. do much in my local masjid. Um, I'm more kind of, I travel around and I'm more uh, active in uh, mm. different masjid across yeah. the city. Toronto is a very big uh, city. But um, despite the fact, even if they didn't know me, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. just to be in a space where this is where Allah is mentioned. Um, announcements are made afterwards in another language. You know, and they just like, it's like, you don't need, it's like, you know, I don't understand what you're saying. No one, it's like, no, no one, one takes the effort yeah. to come and tell you. Yeah. It's like, brother, don't worry. This is nothing to do with Are these you. guys generally older or A do you find older. it from the younger community well, as well? Well, I think, I think I'm positive to say that, you know, the future of the Muslim leadership mm. will be different. I think this Inshallah. is to do with the baggage of our uncles and the people. And they did a great job and they did what they could mm. with what they knew. Right. Yeah. But I think that alongside the fact that, you know, oftentimes, like we said, like 
even Islam, Black, Africa, these are not mm. in our vocabulary. You know? yeah. This, yeah. We don't necessarily associate Islam with Africa. We don't associate Islam with blackness. And to me, that's a shame. And I think that is, uh, and you know, even funny enough, me doing um, films, poetry, rap, uh, for people even to say, oh, brother, you're doing rap now. That's like a like just like the R word is like it's like oh my god you know stuff for Allah because yeah. in our vocabulary rap is black culture and yeah, that yeah. is inherently bad right yeah. something which comes from the the black yeah. people right is something bad but I mean you could in Indo Pak culture people are singing Bollywood sing song dance yeah. whatever you can say whatever you want but the moment it's done in that kind this of context in a different sounds, way it's a it's a different yeah. level of haram. Right. Yeah, of course, man. Right. So I think that's problematic. And for mm. me, I, I, I guess I've always loved to use storytelling as a way of challenging those norms. Good. So mm. my art has been something that I've utilized as a tool to really challenge those yeah. um, kind of s systems that we set up. And mm. of course, it's, it's one of those unfortunate realities and unfortunate truths. Uh, even in the film that I'm coming out with that I've actually been mm. promoting recently, Righteous Sinner. Um, and I want to talk more about it because I think one of the themes that I deal with in the film is actually racism. Um, and how it looks when someone, a black, for example, a black Muslim male would want to mm. approach a, a, an Arab or a Desi family for marriage. Yeah. That's like super haram to do, man. Mm. That's like, you know, you get every door in the world shut in front of you, right? <laughs> and, um, and of course, there's mm. a lot of cultural baggage that comes along with that. But that's so what so, the, so film. the film Righteous Sinner, it's talking about the, the well-known story of Barsisa, the monk. Yeah. 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 Let's yeah. have a look at the, the trailer. I've connected up here. You already know what happened, so I'll show myself. As you can see, we have a new Imam who is joined by Sandra, Sheikh Musa. He will be leading the prayers and teaching Quran to our youths. I appreciate your medical opinion, but I kind of find it hard to believe that a little lack of sleep means that I'm depressed. You need something to pick you back up, you let me know. What's wrong? Papa had a heart attack. Would you be able to watch over her while we're gone? You heard the news, a woman was just attacked in the building behind ours. Unless you help me, help you. This is Detective Marcus Canby from the Metropolitan Police Department. Don't you ever tell anybody about what happened. Looks good, man. I'm better, I'm in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> even then, even then, it looks alright. That's well made. <laughs> yeah, so that. is, is it kept um, um, in I line with the actual story, or where where does it depart? On? Yeah. So actually, I found it mm. ironic spoiler that spoiler alert, um, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's kind of half spoiler alert, fifty-fifty spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, a lot of Muslims actually don't know the story of Barasisa. Yeah, I think it's yeah. common in kind of you know religiously kind of circles, mm. um, but the story of Barasisa is one that's narrated by Ibn Kathir. It's not a hadith per se. Yeah. It's one of the Israeliat stories, so it's one of the stories of the mm. people of the past that we don't say is authentic. We yeah. don't say is non-authentic, but we take the benefit from it. Um, and it's a story about a monk during the time of Beni Israel who is tasked with looking after the sister of his neighbors. Yeah. And uh, the brothers, they go off for war, I believe, and they leave him That's behind right. and they ask him... Which he know, didn't want to do at which first. Which he didn't want to do. They ask mm -hmm. him, will yeah. you look after our sister? And he says no, initially. And then they kind of continually ask him until finally he says, okay, fine, I'll do it. And in the midst of that uh, relationship or that interaction, you know, one day... Shaitan will come to him and tell him, okay, you know, she's lonely in the house. Bring her some food. Yani. Make yeah. her feel at home. Bit uh, by, okay, bit, by bit. Bit by bit. Yeah. And he will do that. And the next day, he would, the Shaitan would convince him, you know, why don't you just come and eat dinner with her? Sit and be with her in the home. Mm. And then eventually he would do that. Until eventually they ended up making zina. Mm. And after they made zina, she became pregnant. And in order to cover up this major controversy, he ends up killing her. And uh, I know you guys know the story. I'm just relaying for people. That no, no, it's important as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and afterwards, the brothers returned back and they asked him what happened to our sister. And he said, you know, at that time, people used to die. Just naturally mm. said, oh, she died. And, you know, I buried her in such and such area. And the brothers accepted that at, at face value mm. until eventually Shaitan came to the brothers, one of the brothers, and told them, actually, uh, Barsisa made zina with her and she was pregnant with her child. If you find, mm. if you go and dig up the body right now, you'll find that she was pregnant. So the Shaitan convinced mm. him to do so. He goes and he finds the body. He finds she's pregnant. Obviously, these brothers want revenge. They go after Barsisa. And in that moment, in Barsisa's moment of weakness, Shaitan comes to him and says, I can get you out of this if you do one thing. And Barsisa mm. says, what is that? I'm just paraphrasing the story. Yeah. Um, he says, make sajda to me. Mm. You know, 
completely give yourself to me and I will get you out of this. And so Barsisa, who was a pious man, mind you, he was a monk. So that would be the equivalent of, um, you know, a very righteous person, right? Mm. He ends up making sajda to shaitan. And after he does that, um, basically the brothers kill him and that's it. He ends up dying in a state of kufr. So there's so many inches. When I heard that story initially, yeah. I was like, whoa, this is crazy, first of all. Like, mm. this really happened, you know? And, I, and then I thought, what would that look like if it happened today in this yeah. day and age? Because there's so many lessons you can draw from that story. And the scholars actually comment, the, really that story is about the tricks of shaitan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? It's about how shaitan works slowly, slowly and slowly kind of cutting away mm. at the fundamentals. What's really interesting about that story, especially um, people who have gone through various religious movements, there are people who consider themselves the safe sect. Yes. Right today, <laughs> yeah. and they say because our aqidah is pristine and pure, mm. then it doesn't matter what we do, and right. you know it's it, it's unbelievable. Who I'm saying this people? now, but I people don't actually wanna, I don't want to be next to those guys on the. <laughs> but day they, 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 you know, like, the sin doesn't matter as long as your aqidah is pure. Sure, you know, as long as your aqidah doesn't have any dilution in it, then you can do sins and ask Allah for forgiveness. But what they this story also shows us, their leader as their savior, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is how sins actually lead to that point. Yeah. Yeah. Because the more sins you start doing, you get to that point where you start losing sight of who you're sinning against. Yeah, of course. You know, mm. if you take the sinning of Allah, you take sinning against Allah as a small sin, that is a major sin in and of itself, right? So, to to mm. limit the, it goes both ways, to limit the anger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, say, oh, Allah will never, you know, uh, harm me. And then to also say, well, you know, Allah will always forgive me no matter what. You know, both mm. extremes put you in a, a problematic state. But another thing is that what the scholars comment on is that uh, Barsisa was an abid, not an alim, yeah. right? Yeah. So he was a person who was a righteous person. Prayed all his salah, did what he was, did the basics, but he wasn't the person who was very smart and knowledgeable in Islam. And I think that's what mm. really separates people yeah. from going down those major roads mm. is ilm, right? So, Once you have knowledge, mm. it's harder for you to commit to those types of acts. And that's why knowledge is so important because it saves you and protects you from that. So in the movie, this is a spoiler alert. Um, the character that I play, Barsisa, don't have a button for that. Uh, is there a button for that? No, is I there, don't know. Do you have like a horn? You have, okay, Maybe sorry. <laughs> Time's up. All right. So my character, he's a student who's studying in an Islamic university. Yeah. And he's called back home because his father, who was an imam at, at their local masjid, has passed away. Oh. So he's called back to his community to help lead their community. So again, he's not his fully finished his studies. Yeah, yeah. He, he's just, you know, completed the bare necessities. So that puts him in an awkward state. But the community is still very desperate for his mm. usage. So they say, you know, you're here, you're good enough. In the meantime, you be our interim imam. And he's obviously grown up in the masjid. They respect him and honor him. Yeah. But he's not ready for that. And in fact, he's actually suffering from a lot of deep-seated issues that aren't addressed. Another mm. major aspect of the film is about mental, mental health. health yeah. yeah. So yeah. here's something actually interesting to bring in your other work around media. The story of Bersisa is about the gradualization, how the sins add up and add up. Sure. In today's age with access to social media, you can see how that, what ends up with Zina doesn't have to start with speaking to someone in person. Oh no. Mm. It can start with one message yeah. via uh, any sort of platform. Mm. And so now the work that you're doing in media, how do you balance it in light of our fiqh and understanding? Because it is a challenging area. I, I, I work in um, finance and Islamic finance particularly. There's so many nuances. We're looking at new things, new, yeah. now the way people trade, etc. You can trade from your phone. Mm -hmm. Now with media as well, yeah. in terms of bringing the benefit and then also the tools that I use and how you do it. How have you managed to navigate through this? Yeah, I think you're right. It's, it's an evolving fiqh, mm. you know. Um, I think 20 years ago, there's no way I would have been able to do this. You know, just the community's understanding of what is acceptable has definitely changed and evolved. Um, 20 years ago, you were like 10 years old probably. Uh, 20, oh, brother, black don't crack. You'll <laughs> never know how old I am. <laughs> I could be 100. You'll never know. <laughs> my secret, right? It's me and uh, my dermatologist. Those <laughs> people that know. Um, but but you're no, in the ninth I, grade in 9 11. So. <laughs> oh, okay. good, smart. You've done some quick math maths. there. Yeah, yeah, quick maths. Maths. Quick maths. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I yeah. think that um, uh, the thing that I've always tried to cling on to is having people of knowledge around me. So, for example, Sheikh Navid Aziz mm, is, is my advisor for, the, for all yeah. the films that I do. He reads the scripts, he goes over the production with me. And it, it's important to have that. You know, he's he's fundraising for a major masjid in his area. He's been a mentor of mine for many years mashallah. now. And um, you know, having people like him in my corner has added to my success, I think, because when you're able to get that scholarly input, um, and sometimes he'll challenge me. Sometimes he'll tell me, you know, I don't know about this. And, and Good. if you don't have people <laughs> that do that for you, if you have a bunch of yes yeah. men, 
Then you can go to someone else who'll, who'll say yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, and you can go buy a fatwa if you really need to, right? Yeah. That's uh, yeah, always buy on the market. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, yeah, that's, that's been important to me. I have a lot of shuikh, actually, mm. who have uh, always lent me expertise. Nice. And, and being connected mm. with Al-Maghrib has obviously helped uh, give me access to a lot of that. Um, How can we watch this film? Is it coming out in so the UK? So the film or? right now is being toured um, around the world. Uh, the, one of the challenges that I found is really distribution of media. At this yeah. point, we don't really have um, a system set up, not like in Hollywood where, you know, okay, boom, send it to the theaters, they do their runtime, then you yeah. put it to DVDs, and it kind of trickles down. Right now, the only way to see the film literally is for me to take it to communities. The films cost money to make. Cool. I need to yeah. recoup the costs. I, so, you know, we charge a you know, nominal admission fee. Uh, people watch the films. I provide a post-film analysis. We do a Q&A. I do yeah. a discussion. And what I really try and do is use the films as a learning tool. So the films are then brought forward as an example that mm. we can base and have a conversation on. Once you've seen the story of this character in the film, whose name mm. is Musa, we can say, okay, we can sit back and say, what did Musa do wrong? You know, yeah, should Musa have so. done this? Should he have done that? That's how you get people to critically think. So how can we, uh, w are you, when are you bringing it to UK? Is it already touring? Or it's touring the, the world right now. I've brought it to places in the US yeah. and Canada. I'm, I'm doing my first screenings um, in early April in London mm. and Manchester. Um, and then hopefully, inshallah, I'm looking mm. for opportunities to tour the film yeah. nationally throughout the UK. The UK has always been a great supporter of mine in terms of showing yeah. films. Um, and I think people still, they're kind of like, oh, it's another Islamic film. It, the novelty maybe has worn off a little bit here, but there's only like, I can only think of like six or seven really Muslim films. And mine mm. are, you know, I don't want to brag, but mine are like really Muslim films, right? Like I'm like yeah, extreme yeah. Muslim, alhamdulillah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But in the sense that like we try and, for example, I, I only mm. use uh, Nasheed based production, you know, as for yeah. my soundtrack. That's yeah. extremely hard to do. People yeah, don't understand yeah, the yeah, difficulty yeah. of that. To capture emotions and sounds and all that kind so of actually, stuff. So uh, actually, that's a good point actually, because if you produce it, even some of your spoken word stuff, uh, Salman and I are working on a, a platform in which to put Islamic kind of songs. You're talking about our boy band? Uh, no, no, uh, our other platform. Okay, uh, this no, is yeah, it's really it's here. it's got a unique name. It's called Netflix. Okay, mm, not <laughs> very naughty, my friend. Yeah. So yeah. maybe we can put it on there somewhere. What do you reckon? Yeah, maybe. maybe. Is that a real thing or <laughs> Netflix? It will be Netflix. now. Okay, there you go. I'm sure we can get some investors, some yeah, uncles exactly. out there. That's a very good idea. Yeah, okay, Netflix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Put that one in there. You should have one of them. Okay, that's good, Masha. So you can be touring. When yeah. you go no, to. In, in terms, in the, you know, I, I didn't know you just did um, kind of even the soundtracks and everything because that's yeah. uh, really, really good to hear because um, uh, I think, you know, having these, looking at, calling them restrictions or whatever, it actually is an impetus for you know creativity yeah. to innovation and, and it, people it, don't realize yeah. the amount of effort that goes yeah, into yeah, yeah. you know just trying to stay within the boundaries of the sharia yeah. you know yeah. and i actually am conscious of that yeah. so for example you know we use a nasheed based pr it's yeah. the whole thing is based upon like acapella vocals. sounds and, and vocals um secondly we don't show and trombones yeah yeah <laughs> the vocal trombone that we found yeah yeah i think that's another <laughs> sound that's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's an after lunch sound yeah um, we also try and mm. um you know we don't use any grotesque violence we don't yeah. show any women I mean it's easy it's hijab. easy to you know it's easy to do all of those things and then just put something mediocre through but yeah. if something that doesn't have that stuff it really requires the talent and, and the you know the effort to put on it and so to your point earlier I mean. uh, we don't just tell like muslim -y good f yeah, good yeah. feel good stories right? right like this is not a happy story mm, no. right and it's not meant to be something that's like this great pr stunt to show the world how great muslims yeah. are <clears throat> it's the reality of what people go through it's a it's a very sad story the guy is going through very difficult times mm. and at the end of it we come away it's almost shakespearean in that sense because it it's, you know, it's, it's a tragedy yeah, yeah. Zubair. Yeah. Sheikh Zubair, yeah, yeah. He was actually part of the production. Yeah, yeah. Sheikh Zubair came through. Yeah. Keeping it real, man. Yeah. Uh, what was going to say? Yeah, um, we spoke to uh, Abrar Hussein. Mm. Uh, he's a filmmaker as well, a few months ago on the yeah, podcast. Yeah. Uh, do you know him? He's, uh, I he's haven't met him, but I know the, who he is. Yeah. yeah, yeah, one day in the house. I mean, he was, uh, he was kind of uh, described as coming up with a novel distribution mechanism outside of the mainstream uh, kind of uh, the norm. Mm. And that might be good to maybe uh, connect you two guys up. Because I, 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 wanna, um, I don't want to turn this yeah. into a diss track, but yeah. I, have, I have some <laughs> issues with um, not his films. I think Round as one, a, as right? A, there you go. <laughs> no, as a filmmaker, I think he, you know, he, he, because yeah. I watched one day in the Haram. Yeah. And, and I he thought, did one night in Al-Aqsa. And one day, one night in Al-Aqsa, yeah. yeah. And I thought from the Muslim <coughs> community's perspective, to see that much enthusiasm mm. towards it was great, but it was also kind of sad in a way, because mm. that is like an entry-level 
in terms of storytelling, yeah. right? His film is very easy to digest. It's about the mm. haram. If you don't love the very haram, safe. Very, very safe. safe. Yeah, very, yeah, yeah, very yeah, safe. Very, very safe. And the fact that Islamic organizations, charities, yeah. everyone just jumps towards that. To mm. me, as a critical filmmaker, is very frustrating. Yeah. Because I've had boundaries put in front of me because people are like, oh, brother, it's not a very happy story. You know, there's all, too poli- many black people bo- in it. Bo- political. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so the black guy is running around throughout the entire thing, you know. And they were the black brothers that were saying this, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were darker than me. I was like, stuff for Allah, right? But the fact that I'm trying to do something which is yeah. critical of our community, yeah. it's, it's entering a new lexicon into our dialect. It's not something people are going to push the envelope. With. This is how we grow. That's right. That's how we, yeah. and I know that, and I think we know that. But trying to explain that to the masses is sometimes not yeah. an easy task, right? So I, th- I think what he's done with his films is great. He's introduced people to the genre of Islamic films, um, even though I think you know certain things. You know, as I think he used music and stuff like that, which there's different well, no, opinion on. Music and um, even in one, in, uh, one day in one day in the Haram. One yeah. day in the Haram. It was all Abdullah role, and it was all. Oh, was it? Of, okay, yeah, good. Yeah, well, good for him. Vocals inshallah. and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. that's just me hating for no reason. Yeah, yeah that's <laughs> probably what that is. Yeah. Abdullah, <laughs> Abdullah role. Yes. See a little similarity there. <laughs> and no, that's racist. <laughs> yeah, that's racist. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. He was the guy boy. in the Matrix. I know it. <laughs> I like how he gave himself yeah, that Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. To Samuel this day, yeah, my sister, we're always cussing her. Yeah. She thinks Samuel L. Jackson was in The Matrix. Yeah. I was like, you are incredibly racist. Yeah, that's, that's a common stereotype. <laughs> yeah. The worst is in uh, Bethlehem. There's a quote of Nelson Mandela, and it's really Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and there's a big mural of Morgan no Freeman, and there's a quote yeah. of Nelson Mandela. And people are just like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the same guy, right? But other people think packs look the same. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. They're kind of right in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah bro. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> You guys, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. If you are the, the definition, it's not going well. Alhamdulillah, <laughs> 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 no, no, it's good. So, um, but yeah, me, just back to what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you and him look a lot. Just, yeah. but just, just to finish what I was yeah. saying, I, I love mm. what he's done, and I think uh, I want more Muslim filmmakers to yeah, kind of yeah. come out of the shadows. I should say, come out of the closet, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> if they're in the closet for whatever reasons, you know, come out and come Actually, into. We, we call it a cupboard here. A cupboard, okay, yeah, yeah. very yeah. small co- closet, cupboard, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Um, I think Muslim filmmakers and artists need to yeah. be more fo- on the forefront of because really what Muslim art does is it pushes culture as well and we are in the process right now of redefining what that yeah. Muslim culture looks like in Britain in Canada yeah, in yeah, the yeah. US and that's what art is mm. mainly there for and I think telling our own stories is so important so you know kudos to him um, uh, my good friend as well Omar Reagan who you know had his film yes. as well yeah um, Again, I, I can be critical of each one of their projects yeah. and be like, oh, I didn't like that. But for the most part, I'm happy that they're doing something. Because it uh, allows what me other, to, What other to films have you done? Uh, th- so I've shot you know? three films that I've released yeah. so far. My first film, Tug of War, uh, which is about two young Muslims who become radicalized. And uh, that was at the height mm-hmm. of kind of this whole ISIS thing. It was in 2015. <coughs> uh, I did another film called Detainee X, which I released about two years ago, which is a story of a young Muslim American who gets... Uh, you know, wrongfully convicted of being a terrorist and he's sent to the secret prison where yeah. he's tortured and that's a lot to do with kind of Guantanamo Bay. Um, this film, Righteous Sinner. I have a, a, a fourth film <coughs> that I've actually shot already. We're just finishing the editing for. This is exclusive for your audience. Mm. Uh, it's called Super Hijabi. It's oh, a Muslim okay. kids film, which is another genre that I'd love to explore because there isn't really much for our, our yeah. kids nowadays. We do a lot of cheesy cartoon stuff, but like proper dramatic kids films. It was inspired by actually you've Home got, Alone. You've got jokes for the parents as well. Oh man! No, no. It's so it's inspired by Home Alone. It's it's and a Muslim remake of Home Alone. So what happens? Yeah. The Jamaat uh, turn up. Yeah, for forty <laughs> minutes actually only. Yeah, yeah, only forty. They minutes. set They're some traps for them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we set a lot. Of, we sit just like set like halal a haram chicken all around. They fall. It's like ah, they fall down and die. No, so it's it's based upon uh you know loosely based on Home Alone. I don't yeah, want to say based on Home Alone. That but, true story. Uh, but it's you know this young yeah. Muslim girl who's empowered through her understanding of technology and she's like a tech genius. So she creates all devises all these intricate plans and and you know she has her own kind of. Um, augmented reality system that she creates and her home is actually robbed by these two criminals mm. her parents are going through some issues in their relationship and the robbery kind of sets off this huge chain of events which makes them go further into this discussion of divorce mm. and so in order to help save her parents marriage she feels like she has to get back her parents safe so she uses her technology to basically track down these two bad guys and it's a yeah. really cool film Assalamualaikum guys, last reminder I promise, head over to islam21c.com forward slash donate to help this movement get to the next level. So we have genuine, high quality media articulating Islam in the 21st century and developing confident Muslims impacting the world for the better. So what happens if some uh, feminist say to you the only reason she was at home is because uh, her dad wouldn't let her out? Oh, she's only... <laughs> 
I saw that one coming a mile away. Yeah, you think it was already my hand there? That's the one. I feel like you guys probably practiced that. That was too natural. No, no, no. But this is good actually. The fact that we got to have good quality production for our children as well, and you can, you know, when we, when I was growing up, anyway, at least the message and line of the desert, they were like the staple collection of. Films that had Muslims in the, especially what are, what are the, oh the message yeah the yeah message. Oh, oh man that's and like line the of 60s. the desert line of yeah. the desert oh right 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 it had so Oliver Reed in it young lad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah Oliver Reed in it and it was about um, Umar Mukhtar yes yes mm. yes very well made again and it had uh, Anthony Quinn in it playing the main yeah. character yeah I remember yeah so what that was it yeah I mean I'm 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 interested to see what happens you know with our, our next generation our kids you know, they're growing up they're seeing Muslim people identified with Muslim people that like them just. You know, being the good by, good guy, being the protagonist, being, uh, you know... Well, I think that's a unique it, so. perspective. People who... Because like, there's a lot yeah. of Muslims in media right now. There's a lot yeah. of people you can find. Like, you search around, you'll see Muslim names everywhere. Yeah. But how many people really care about Islam? So, you yeah. know? And yeah. I don't like that dis- distinction between practicing and non-practicing. Mm. Everybody comes with the different levels of regi- re- religiosity. Yeah. Let's but call it th- saved and condemned. That's one way of looking at it Pretty extreme way But But I think that notion of Speaking from a Muslim's perspective Not being shy and and being confident In the fact that Yeah, I believe this And I really really believe this Mm. Muslim stuff you know, yeah. it's crazy to some people that you say that, like, because funny enough, most of the actors, most of the crew that work on my films are non-Muslim. Mm. So sometimes they'll ask questions like, you know, well, why can't the guy and the girl touch? And I'm like, because I said so. Because it's haram. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, because that's what it, this is the also like, we're we not. We get that sometimes with no, no, our no. crew as well. Yeah. Is it? No, you maybe guys, <laughs> they ask why you guys touch so much? No, no, no. Or? <laughs> maybe our production crew man. Uh, well. is it? Maybe, okay. maybe they're asking you for the dalil and stuff. Well, no, that's well not, I mean, non-Muslims, if they need a dalil, they're, they're, I think they're closer to Islam yeah. than we think. Yeah. Um, but, you know, just the fact that I come in from that notion yeah. of like, this is what I think is right. This is the base point. Yeah. Um, everything that con- is contrary to the sunnah yeah. is something which is outside of the scope of what it is we want to do. Uh, to explaining that to non-Muslims yeah. in <coughs> the film industry is you shouldn't like... shouldn't have to anyway. I mean, let's do your thing. No, but, Carry but, on, but, but yeah. to be honest, I don't have yeah. enough Muslims around me. I wish I could have a Muslim You know what crew. I think the issue, one of my issues is, I think it's hard to um, get your content if you're doing screenings like that. Uh, you know when you're present and that kind of stuff and if i miss that i mean i haven't seen any i want no, to no, see so i remember seeing the adverts and stuff yeah yeah so no if you have some kind of streaming service that you can pay for and it so will help the after the films well. are toured you can just download yeah. them online okay so that just put your whole argument to shame okay yeah. <laughs> i don't feel uh guilty about buying them from that chinese gentleman on dvd <laughs> yeah <laughs> you will if he coughs on you but which one which one uh, <laughs> uh if you just uh, go to safina media safina media.com all okay. my films are available there for download. Oh, so okay. once the films have gone through their natural life cycle, that's what happens yeah. with films. They Good. go through theaters and then, you know, it used to be DVDs back in the day. Now it's no longer DVDs. Yeah. It's streaming platforms. Once they've gone through that natural life cycle, then they're available for private screening. I actually have them available for, for, um, for private screening if you want to just watch it at home. You can actually purchase a public screening license. Mm. So you can actually buy the film and show it to other people or even an educational license. So you can buy it and yeah. show it to your school, your little halaqa, whatever you want to show. It might be a good it. idea to do like, um, you know, tours where you're going to masjid or madrasas or you know islamic cent- uh, islamic uh, societies or msas you guys call them mm-hmm. with that particular lesson in mind you know that this is a tour about looking at but life about Sisa, for example here's a here's a kind of dramatic uh, you know retelling of the story what do you think i've been doing all this and time i don't know as a That's specific thing you know with within different uh uh, like um, a lesson from the perspective of the lessons, right? Not yeah, just so uh, no, no, no. I mean, in terms of like uh, school, because so for example, I go to this um, uh, Saturday school for kids, right? You and go to it for kids? Yeah, yeah, I go yeah. there. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Have you learnt much? I'm in a special needs class, <laughs> okay, yeah. but uh, I'm, I'm a teacher there for the for okay, the, the, the parents. But it would be good, like, just to have a specific tour, just to show, just for that kind of segment, and then. Maybe you can get uh, someone around here. So what? No, what I have you, is you know and trust, and you know, is yeah. a good friend of yours. I can ask you guys if you're yeah. interested. <laughs> so one thing I have is uh, after the film is uh, available yeah. online, it comes with a, an educational teaching yeah, kit. Yeah, yeah. So cool. my first film Perfect. actually came with a kit afterwards that uh, yeah. you know teachers or, or community leaders, yeah, youth leaders can yeah. utilize. Questions they can ask, reflect yeah. all the points that I would make in my post-film presentation. Mm, it's all there for consumption. I think Excellent. there's a general Excellent. point here. I mean, irrespective of whether it's done by the tool. We need to wrap up on a... Yeah. Mm. The point, I was just yeah. kind of rolling to that yeah, yeah. to finish <laughs> on this smooth. point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Time's up, yeah. I was going to say, the importance of supporting yeah. these type of things. I know you think Subhan Life is a masjid project and these type of things. We had this conversation when Umar Isa yeah. was there as well, mm. that Muslims who are trying to provide something ultimately to that, that's 
not not on the edge, but in the sense of looking after our needs differently. Yeah. Mm. We need to see the value in that and we need to be able, we should be supporting these things because sure. when our children start spending hours upon hours on YouTube, you know, funding some little um, oriental kid looking at toys, you know. <laughs> and <laughs> we're happy industry. exactly. Yeah. And we're yeah. happy for to, to, to pay money on these, yeah. then our stuff that's going to benefit and give our children lessons and even ourselves lessons, we really mm. should as a community support these things, alhamdulillah. Yeah. You know, the only thing yeah. I take comfort in is, is you know, because it's from the fault of Allah that I've been able to do this thus far. I'm mm. really passionate about this yeah, work yeah. and it's something yeah. that I always thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for even giving me that opportunity. Yeah. And I feel like I'm opening doors for other people down the line. Yeah. I seem crazy today to some people going around to Masajid saying, I want to raise funds to make a Muslim movie. Mm. Right? Imagine hearing that fundraiser <coughs> after Jama'ah. Mm. People are yeah. like, what? There's people dying here. There's and they don't understand that you can walk and talk at the same time. You know, there's many causes you can, yeah, you can support, right? And everything has its, you know, its due rights. And yeah. this is definitely one of them. Um, I feel like in future's time, inshallah, this will seem crazy. The fact that I even had to ask people. The yeah. fact that people didn't, they weren't sure of the value of, of Muslim cinema or films. And I only take comfort in the fact that, you know, in the future, inshallah, hopefully somebody will come out to a screening. I will inspire a future filmmaker. Somebody will see that you're comfortable enough in your own skin to tell yeah. your own stories. And they will take that and do what I'm doing 10 times beyond Shana. that, you know. Shana. I remember when I started off doing spoken word, by the way, the, yeah. it was, I used to get those strangest looks. Coming into like UK universities, I would do a poem and people would be like, uh, can I clap? I don't know. Like, is it, can I look down? I got it. Like, uh -huh. it was just the awkwardest uh -huh. thing because it just arts. So this is 10 years ago, mind you. Uh -huh. You know, the Muslim art scene was in its such infant stage. Yeah. Now it's a, it's a huge industry. And, you know, mm. I'm happy to say that I've influenced some of those people along the way that I still work with to this mm. day. So it's. You help blow it up. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to use those exact words, but um, it's. <laughs> Okay, that's the sound effect I was hoping to use, not the other one. Yeah, um, but it's it's important that you know someone like me who is is trying new things. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. I just keep telling myself this. You know, don't lose hope. Keep that doing it, it's man. worth, keep it's doing worth it. it. And it does know? mean that every time you get it right. But that's yeah. what happens when you when you're kind of leading the way. Mm. Then you're going to be in an area that you know. Subhanallah, it happens with all of us. You know, yeah. so mm -hmm. if it does happen, people overlook the faults and support what's good. Inshallah. Oh, they don't. I'm, do not, that, I'm not saying. Very, no, but that's <laughs> I'm saying about you. I'm saying generally. Right, right. When, when you're trying to push, I mean, we get it with the podcast. You know. Yeah. If we have certain guests, people will kick up a fuss, but they can't no, see the bigger thing that we're doing. Yeah. You are the fuss. That's the problem. Yeah, no, that's the problem, one. isn't it? I know. I get it about him. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but it's important, yeah. alhamdulillah, we keep on doing, we support what's good, uh, inshallah. Jazakallah, actually. Yeah. You know, maybe we say jazakallah for uh, well, your yeah, efforts inshallah. in this area. Keep doing yeah. it, keep keeping it real, and don't burn out. Oh, yeah. that's that's very hard to say. I mean, yeah. I, I, like you know, Allah give us all tofiq because I mean, even you know a platform like this, I'm I know for a fact it's not easy to maintain. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of work that goes in behind the scenes, mm -hmm. uh, but I think it's important for the foundation. You know, we Shana. are creating the foundations right now, mm -hmm. um, and inshallah, in the future it will be made much easier for us. Inshallah. On that bombshell, um, we're gonna wrap up. We've gotta yep. get you back to where you need to go. Oh yeah, um, I got things to do, man. Zakhla khair yeah. for coming. Yeah, Zakhla yeah, Omar no. coming back, and Zakhla khair for watching at home. If you like this podcast, give it a like and a share. And remember that we're uh, on all the podcast platforms. Wherever you get your podcasts, give it a subscribe. And uh, yeah, listen to this uh, while you're commuting, cooking, driving, whatever you, wherever you do. And yeah. check out uh, my film at RighteousSinner.com as well. You can find me on uh, Instagram. Thanks for asking and me about Safina. that, by the way. Yeah, yeah very right. important. Yeah. Safina something as well. <laughs> yeah, SafinaMedia.com. Safina um, and also mm. I'm on Instagram, mm. uh, Facebook, Twitter, all Safina that Safina W or I? Is there a W we'll in Safina? Double E, double E, double E, double e, 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 e S A F I N A Media. That's the, the name of my media production company. Yeah. Zaklakhir. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum.